Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to The Corbett Report. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. It is the 22nd of May 2014 here in Japan, and today we're joined on the line from Japan by Yoshioka Tatsuya, the co-founder and director of PeaceBoat at PeaceBoat.org. Longtime listeners might remember that we had the chance to talk to him back in March of 2011 in the wake of the Great East Japan Earthquake about PeaceBoat's Disaster Relief Volunteer Center that was set up to provide relief in the wake of that disaster and today we are going to be talking about a very different subject, uh, the uh, the issue of the Article 9 of the Japanese Constitution and um, Mr. Yoshioka's long-term efforts to to uh, to maintain that and to to abolish war altogether in uh, the Japanese Constitution. In fact, he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts on the work of disarmament and the global Article 9 campaign for the abolition of war back in 2008. Uh, Mr. Yoshioka, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. I appreciate it. No, 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 most welcome. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Well, we are talking to an international audience today, including people in Japan, but people all over the world who might not know very much about the uh, post-war Japanese constitution or Article 9 itself. Why don't you just set the table for us and tell us a little bit about this constitution, how it came together, and what Article 9 actually states? Okay, so and basically, the, I have to explain about what happened about during World War Two and before World War Two. The, as you know, the the Japan is uh, uh, invaded other Asian countries, the, especially China, Korea, and uh, Southeast Asian countries. And uh, uh, actually, we committed the terrible, terrible, uh, you know, aggression and also war crime during that time and uh, i think that uh, of course in the statistics is a very very difficult there to uh, precise but uh, over the uh 20 million the uh asian people are killed by the japanese uh, imperial army and uh, japanese itself including the soldier and also non-soldier the civilians the uh more than 3.5 million uh, people they, they died. So I think the, as a result of this war, the uh, Japanese society and Japanese people, the, we are really, really regret and also fed up about that, uh, you know, uh, the war and uh, both sides, I mean, that's uh, as uh, uh, the aggressor and also as a victim. The, it is a kind of the enormous uh, the tragedy, of course, and including the Hiroshima Nagasaki. So, and uh, and that's why the, after World War Two, the during the of course we did a, a Japan did an conditional surrender, and uh, uh, the, we had the, that uh, quite peaceful the constitution. And Article 9 is uh, one of the backbone of this uh, co- uh, Japanese constitution and uh, this clause uh, totally uh, they renounce the war, and, but not only that, they renounce the military itself. And, but uh, still, until now, the, uh, of course, the majority of the Japanese is uh, very support the, uh, this Article 9 and not to repeat the uh, war again the, in Asia, but uh, at the same time to spread about uh, this uh, spirit of the peace constitution. The majority of the Japanese are very, very positive to support, this, uh, support and protect this Article 9. 
However, the, that's on the other hand, this uh, constitution the, was uh, uh, the appear, of course, I mean, just after the World War II, the, still under a quite strong the control by the United States. So that's why some peop- some Japanese people, the especially nationalists and the light wing people, is uh, emphasize that this is not our constitution. That is something like uh, the United States uh, the impose the this constitution to Japanese. So and uh, until now, the, we have the kind of the uh, quite uh, this uh, big discussion about this constitution, and uh, but uh, on the other hand, the uh, nearly 70 years the, uh, already the passed uh, from the end of the world uh, too. But uh, the, during that time, the, we never the Japan the, as a nation. They never committed to the, participate the actual war and uh, never killed the other the country's people the, as an official, the, uh, as a, the Japanese uh, army or Japanese soldiers, uh, by Japanese soldiers, Japanese army. So, and, uh, but now the Prime Minister Abe the, of the Japanese government they really start to try to abolish this Article 9, and uh, very strongly uh, in uh, his organizing campaign. And also that uh, now, as a step of that, the, he tried to the, uh, impose that uh, uh, collective defense, rights of the collective defense. It is a kind of the, we can participate the war, the overseas, outside of Japan. The beyond the uh, the self defense, it is uh, it is becoming a very controversial issue, and many Japanese they strongly oppose about that. That is uh, the situation nowadays. That's right, and just to make sure everyone's on the same page, the official English translation of Article Nine is aspiring sincerely to an international peace based on justice and order. The Japanese people forever renounce war as a sovereign right of the nation and the threat or use of force as a means of settling international disputes. To accomplish the aim of the preceding paragraph, land, sea, and air forces, as well as other war potential, will never be maintained. The right of the belligerency of the state will not be recognized. And that yeah. uh, uh, is a pretty powerful statement against uh, war. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and especially that the second clause is a very, very important. That is a very unique. As a, uh, the, the, it is very difficult to find a similar kind of... the. Uh, clause of the in the constitution, except uh, uh, for example, Costa Rica. That's right. It is almost completely unique. And as you say, the uh, the right wing nationalist and militarist elements in Japan want to blame that on the American occupation. Although Douglas MacArthur, um, on several occasions, said that the provision was actually suggested by Prime Minister Shidehara at the time. So um, that that yep. is in dispute. But. But at any rate, as you say, there is a growing uh, movement in Abe's government and one that is supported by the right-wing nationalist elements here in Japan to revise uh, 
at least the interpretation of this clause, if not the clause itself. And in fact, there was recently a panel um, that was put together by the Abe government, an advisory panel on reconstruction of the legal basis for security, which came out with a recommendation saying that the Article 9 clause includes the right to collective self-defense. And I think you, you mentioned that earlier. Let's talk about this concept of collective self-defense and how people fear it will be used if it is uh, accepted as part of Article 9's uh, interpretation. Yeah, this is a very the tricky, the, uh, the, how do you say, the issue, the, because uh, the collective de- uh, defense is uh, the basically it means that uh, if the, uh, the third, um, uh, let's say the United States, that's the most uh, probably possible, that because uh, we have the, the military uh, the security agreement. So, and if the United States start the war, for example, in uh, the whatever that uh, Ukraine, for example. So, in that case, the, uh, before the in our, of course the in the Japanese uh, uh, constitution, the concept of course cannot send the Japanese military to there. The Japanese Constitution, Article 9, is even they prohibit to the, keep the, the military power itself. Except the uh, just the very the narrow meaning the self defense. So and of course the our military cannot the participate in any kind of the military the action outside of Japan. However, the, this collective defense is to support or to cooperate with the uh, the ally. The we could send our military. That that is a, the huge difference. So until now, the, after World War II, at least basically Japan is a prohibit to send a, uh, whatever Japanese defense force or uh, Japanese uh, the defense air force. The, we basically prohibit to go out of Japanese the territory. But uh, now this new argument about the collective defense, the uh, rights of the collective defense, the allow the Japanese military to go out of Japan and participate in the war. Now, to be fair, this yes, this is a concept that's been under fire for a number of years now, hasn't it? Because uh, back in 2004, the uh, the Japanese Self Defense Force actually did commit cru- uh, troops to support the Iraqi invasion, not to actually participate in it, but to support in it. So this has been kind of being being manipulated for a number of years now. Yeah, yeah, of course. That uh, the year by year, the uh, the our the especially nation, nationalistic politicians try to you know uh, destroy this uh, the uh, main concept of this Article Nine, and but uh, this is a quite a dramatic change because the beforehand, at least when the uh, the Japanese government sent the Japanese defense force to Iraq. But but at that time, basically, they say purpose is a humanitarian support. They they never they, uh, they say that is participation to the battle. And but at this time, the, what Abe would like to do is a Japanese defense force, Japanese military, they can participate the battle, the their attack to others. The, it is a totally different, the different dimension of the you know. Uh, the yeah, 
totally different dimension, right. yeah. Right. Well, we've talked a little bit about the, the Japanese public's opinion on this, and we've talked about uh, the fact that there there is a very large contingent of people who are against the these changes, but there are people who are in support of it, and one... Perhaps one reflection of that, a recent online poll on Yahoo Japan indicated 54.8% of respondents were in favor of revising the Constitution. Um, I think we have to take that with a grain of salt. But at any rate, uh, I think there is some degrees of support. Who is in favor of, of actually revising this Constitution and what motivates them? Okay, the, I think that uh, the, the situation become the, quite clear. The, because we should not forget the Prime Minister Abe the, to go forward about this uh, lights of the collective defense. But at the same time, they, uh, he, he also changed, huge change, political change they made. That is a uh, lift of the prohibition to export the military weapons. So and now the Japan is uh, this is the first time after World War II, and the, the start to uh, participate of the selling the weapons to the uh, world market. The, it was a prohibit, and uh, but now the, he completely the liberate about that uh, you know the weapon business. I think that's a completely delayed with this idea is a one is a weapon business the. Uh, to make money by the weapon business the, uh, to Japanese industry, that is a, one of the uh, quite a big motivation. And of course, at the same time, this is a kind of the uh, strength of the military cooperation with the United States. And but the, I guess we guess that there's a hidden agenda, and that's also. Uh, that is a kind of the, you know, the increasing the military power in Asia, and they try to recover the uh, Japanese position like a before World War II. I think that we should not forget that uh, Prime Minister Abe's uh, grandfather the, was uh, one of the most important the politician in a, during World War II. Absolutely important for people to keep in mind, and uh, I think very apropos to this subject. Well, let's talk about the resistance against this move to to reinterpret the Constitution. And I, as I mentioned, you're part of the Global Article 9 campaign to abolish war that was co-founded by Peace Boat and the Japan Lawyers International Solidarity Association in 2005. Tell us about this campaign and the activities that you undertake. Oh yeah, thank you. That's a uh, uh, for us. Uh, it it very important uh, campaign. The, it is uh, we have started that uh, uh, year 2000 launched the year 2008. The, with the global the conference for the global Article Nine the, to abolish the war. And uh, this is uh, linked with uh, of course that uh, Japanese light wing politicians the the uh, the, uh, the plan to abolish the. Article 9, we react about that. But on the other hand, that uh, this Article 9 the, is not just only for the Japanese or the uh, Japanese people. The, I think this concept the, to the complete the, uh, the peaceful the mechanism the, is a necessary the, for the international society. That, that is the idea. 
and uh, because that's uh, in any case the uh, huge military and huge the weapon business and so on that this the mechanism is always to promote the war in uh, somewhere in the world so and uh, i think one of the most effective way and a uh, reasonable way is that we try to the abolish the war by law so and the constitution is a key factor the, to abolish the war. That is our concept. And uh, that's why the, we would like to cooperate with uh, uh, civil society people, the peace-loving civil society people, to cooperate with each other and uh, use this uh, uh, peace constitution, the, including Article 9 of Japan, the, uh, to start to the, convince the political leaders and also the peoples in the world to uh, to have the peace constitution the all over the world the, it is uh, the idea of the campaign well a very noble idea and uh, people around the world might be looking at what's happening with the japanese government and the article 9 uh, issue specifically with horror with without an ability to do very much about it but people all around the world can become involved with the global article 9 campaign so tell us how people can support your work Oh yeah, that's a, there are many ways. That's of course, and the please visit our the uh, the website and uh, also the participate. We are collecting the, the petition the, for this campaign, and but at the same time, I really would like to appeal the each country the has a, the kind of the peace policy the in a constitution or legal mechanism. So and uh, I think it is very important to strengths the or the to make more the peaceful the elements built in that the the your constitution and because that is definitely reduce the tense with the, your neighborhood so and uh, and also the reduce the tense from the international society and uh, i think the this is a the international campaign and but at the same time the, it is uh, the very important the, in each society or each countries the try to think about your own constitution and also the exchanged ideas how to implement such kind of the peace constitution the each country in the world well, it is, again, extremely important. It's a wonderful idea, and let's uh, make sure that this idea isn't extinguished here in Japan or anywhere around the world. Let's try to spread it to the four, four corners. So we will actually put the links to both Peace Boat and the Article 9 campaign in the show notes for this interview at CorbettReport.com. Yoshioka Tatsuya, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you for talking to us today. Thank you very much.